Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I laugh at myself for choosing this as my intro music. I think it is kind of fitting when you're from this generation, per se. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Netflix plans to raise $2 billion to fund new content. That's pretty interesting, right? Aren't they doing great? Isn't their stock near an all-time high? Why are you borrowing money? Can't you just raise the price that people pay for their service? Um, so they said they, they need to you know, borrow $2 billion, and that kind of hurts shareholders. The streaming giant said the debt will be in the form of senior no- notes denominated in U.S. dollars and euros. They plan to spend another eight billion dollars this year on programming. So that's you gotta like you, you can say I, I want to invest in Netflix, but what you really want to do is if you're investing in Netflix, you want to see when do they raise prices, how does it reflect, when do they stop raising money, when do they you know return all money to shareholders or as much money as possible. So stocks started the World Day rallying, but couldn't hold it. Let's talk a little bit about the markets. An encouraging start on Friday dissolved into a disappointing finish. An encouraging start this morning started to dissolve almost immediately. So there's a less encouraging feeling right now. Why? Because there's a change in sentiment. The consumer discretionary sector led by a 12% decline in Amazon. Wow, Amazon's 12% off. It's down 9.6% in October. October's turned into a bad month, right? Communication services sector had an 11% drop in Netflix. You get these big tech companies, and they have big influence because they're market-weighted. And it's kind of interesting. You know, one bad month could make the market feel like, oh, no. But if you take a look at the breadth of the market in the last couple of years, it's really been narrowing, which is an unhealthy sign. Doesn't mean that it doesn't again jump to another sector or even a more broader outlook. But... If you want to be a long-term investor, you're starting to see some stocks that become more and more interesting. Hasbro is down today after reporting some weaker-than-expected third-quarter results. Consumer consumer products company, Kimberly Clark, think tissue paper, is up after topping some relatively low expectations. So we're still in earnings season. You're going to start seeing some big tech names this week report numbers. That's kind of always exciting, you know. Did the new iPhone sell enough units? What's enough? Kind of thing. Uh, so you do get to, to kind of say to tell the truth, but it's something like that. So I think that's a good thing. Not a bad thing. Italian relief. Uh, you're hearing more and more stories out right now about China. Trying to get some stimulus going to help, help the world markets, including themselves. You're hearing that Europe's got some problems with you know Italy, but Italy seems to be willing to work some way, somewhat. Um, 
you know, Moody's kept Italy's sovereign writing stable for now. Um, worthy of note, you kind of do want to watch Italy, kind of do want to watch how far China falls as a market, how much stimulus they have to do to make it look better than it is. So there's some negatives out there. Um, what else? Amazon, Alphabet, Microsoft, Caterpillar, all companies reporting earnings this week. Um, and it's kind of when it gets at its most frenzy. Right now, the season on an absolute basis is likely, you know, it's, it, it was a pretty good quarter. You know, it wasn't as glorious as it could be, but it wasn't, it wasn't a stick in the eye. So China's Shanghai Composite today jumped. Investors are anticipating some big earnings out of Microsoft, Alphabet, Amazon this week. Relative strength in information technology as a fang stocks that we're looking at. Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Alphabet, Netflix. Are they hanging in there? Or are they getting ready for another round down, so to speak? Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. So mortgage applications are sliding mortgage rates have started to pause a bit. There's always going to be people who need to sell a home and you know you don't go to zero home sold but you do watch the U.S. mortgage rates and uh, you also watch inventory and if mortgage applications are going down we're not stimulating buyers when you know more people are starting to sell their home so mortgage rates taking a little bit of a pause. Freddie Mac weekly average rates for new mortgages as of October 18th about 4.85%. Now again Historically, that's an amazing rate. I've had mortgages in the range of 8 to 12%. Um, there came a point in time when there was like 16 17%. Now, I would say I lived mostly my adult life in the 8% range, 7 to 8% on what your uh, mortgage rate would be. But then it went a long period where it kind of marched down, and that was attractive. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, teens are obsessed with brands and what they're obsessed with is Netflix and you can even, you know, throw it down like Apple. That's for sure. Um, they like brands like Activision, Electronic Arts, Take-Two Interactive. What teenagers are buying? Do you want to buy into that, you know, maybe we should be investing our money there because... That's where there's a lot of, um, how shall we say, discretionary dollars. So that's out there. Twitter fired an engineer after intelligence officials said he might be spying on the accounts of Saudi dissidents. Wow. That's crazy. YouTube TV is giving all TV subscribers a $10 credit because the service went down for about seven or eight hours on Wednesday. So if you want to claim it, you only have until Wednesday to do it. Google YouTube TV. $10 credit. So I just save you $10 if you have Google TV, which I do. Um, elsewhere out there, I, I want to get back to the brands that I was just talking about. Um, teenagers are, you really want to pay attention to what they're doing. And it's, I know they're obnoxious and I know they're fatty. Uh, not fat, fat, like fat, like heavyweight. Well, it's not like my fault. Trendy. But Apple's iPhone is dominant amongst American teens. Listen to this 82% of teens own an iPhone. Again, I don't know if that's 13 and 19, how true that is. 86% of them say they the next phone will be an iPhone compared to just 10% who say they want to go with Google's Android. Now, ultimately, you can't say, well, the teenagers won't, you know, jump ship and go to, you know, 
something like uh, Rolex down the road. I, I know, I know. I'm not saying that. But um, I am saying if you can watch the trends from 18 to 25 and then maybe right around 25 you go back to 18, I think there's a historical um, potential that you could have wildly outperformed. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. If there's a seminar on my webpage that you want to come to, check it out, Rob Black Show. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Teens are spending more time playing video games each week. And again, that's real bad news if you think about it from the ABC, NBC, CBS investment kind of world. Maybe not necessarily the, the, the Netflix, but a lot more eyeballs are going to Fortnite. A lot more than they go to YouTube so they can study about Fortnite. Then they go to Netflix. It is a tough time to be a national broadcaster, in my opinion, from the old school legacy. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. Talk a little financial planning. Mr. Burton. Let's talk pillars of retirement income planning. CFP Chad Burton has a list at his website, newfocusfinancial.com, which you can go and download. We'll do some webinars based on this because it's a lot of good hardcore content that needs to be fleshed out. Let's talk about one of the items on the list and bring in CFP Chad Burton. Maximizing your marginal bracket and fighting the IRA tax trap through IRA withdrawals and Roth conversions. This sounds complicated. It it, it kind of is, okay. um, and it's very contrarian to what a lot of people have thought about in terms of retirement planning, what a lot of um, wannabe financial advisors that are even on TV talk about, which is if people focus on, I'm going to pay the least amount of taxes today, okay. rather than doing long-term projections and paying the least amount of taxes over time and having the least amount of tax legacy to your heirs. Um, and there's a very key period of time, which is between retirement age, whatever that may be for you, and age 70 and a half. At age 70 and a half, you are forced to take money out of your 401ks, IRAs, 403bs, 57, 457 plans. You have to take money out, even if you don't want to, and you have to. So the, the problem that people get into is the first several years of retirement, they spend their cash, and then they spend their taxable accounts because they think capital gains are lower. Um, and then they end up later in life with most of their money in IRAs and 401ks. And if you need to pull out, you know, 50,000 for a house remodel, well, guess how much you have to pull out in order to pay taxes plus the house remodel, right? Almost, almost twice that amount. So you run into a tax trap. And then when you leave money to your heirs, the best they can do is roll it into an inherited IRA if you've done the beneficiaries the right way, but they'll stay have to pay their taxes over their lifetime. So somebody's got to pay it. And what you find out if you do t- proper tax projections once you retire is you can look and clearly see, oh, okay, I'm always going to be at the 15% bracket or the 25% bracket, whatever it may be. And you also look at the situation that says, well, I can actually take quite a bit more income than I thought and be at a 15% federal rate. And the best capital gains rate can be low, as low as zero, sometimes 10%, sometimes 15%. So what you do is you do projections and you always want to look to your IRAs first and say, how much can I pull out and maintain a 15% bracket, which is about 75 grand plus your itemized deductions in a general basis. And you always, you know, run this through with your tax advisor. Always realize that 85% of your social security is taxable. The idea here is that if you get to 
towards the end of the year, let's say around uh, late November, and you say, okay, I've looked at all my income sources, my dividends, my interest, my rental income, my Social Security pension, and I realize that I've got 15 grand left at this existing bracket, and I'm always going to be at this existing bracket. I don't need to take that money out and spend it, so I'm going to take that 15 grand out of my IRA and convert it to a Roth. And as long as you have cash on the sidelines outside of these accounts to pay the taxes with, it's a great strategy because it'll set up an account that within five years it's tax-free to you for the rest of your life. It'll set up an account that you can leave to your kids or grandkids that's tax-free for the rest of their lives. And it and it reduces the taxes over time. So stop focusing on how can I pay the least amount of taxes today. Start focusing on how can I spread the tax burden out evenly over my lifetime and pay the least amount of taxes now. Because, I mean, Rob, do you think taxes are going to go up in, in the future? Or, or My assumption lower? is yes, except for logic tells me old people vote, and it's tough to you know raise taxes on them without them getting very upset and voting you out. But my assumption is yes. Yeah, but really old people forget to vote, right? <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Be um, good. <laughs> just kidding. I'm actually, I feel like I just said a Rob joke. Oh, right no, now. no, no. Don't tag it on me. <laughs> Chad Burton hates old people. <laughs> I love old people. Um, we, should, we so should get a bumper sticker. <laughs> I love old people. I hate old people. And then put something <laughs> underneath it like tax burdens. Every single one of my clients is, is mad at me right now. <laughs> no, they're not. Everyone that's is listening. So. They know this is not something we have to talk about you know the burdens on society things we promised yeah and i think that you know hopefully there'll be at some point in life a uh, clarification of the tax code but we have created a a lot of debt and i think debt to gdp is it's grown but it's still not anywhere close to japan levels right um but there's going to be there's going to have to be changes when it comes to social security medicare medicaid in california that's called medi-cal um, there's got to be some changes to fund that. Now, hopefully it's changes at the fiscal level that create growth, but there's probably going to be a little bit of that plus a little bit of increase in taxes. Because when I got into the business, Rob, in uh, back in the early 90s, capital gains taxes were 27%. They're 15%. If you make a certain amount of income lower than the 15% bracket, the capital gains can be even less. So this is the lowest tax structure I've seen in my over 22 years in the business. Um, so that tells me that because of the debt that we see and because of the aging population, we'll likely see higher taxes. So that's why it's an issue of, let's look at those IRAs. Those IRAs, 401ks, things like that, they're a ticking tax time bomb. If you let them continue to grow and grow and grow until you're forced to pay the taxes either at 70 and a half or when you die, then part of your income projection, your planning and retirement, the first step to, before you can answer the question, which accounts do I draw from first, you have to look at your IRA strategy. And uh, look at, um, you know, which, how much should I take out? And then you can target the accounts, the other accounts to draw from in addition to your IRAs. Gotcha. It's CFP Chad Burton. We're talking the pillars of retirement income planning. He has a resource, i.e. a PDF that you can go download off his website, newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And we do webinars and seminars on content like this and similar to it, which you can see at his website, newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Intel's having a nice day after getting an upgrade. Now, again, you don't know this analyst. The analyst doesn't know you. He may have a price target of a million on it. Um, but he doesn't know you, so be cautious. I've read the research report on Intel, and this is a good time to be in tech because of so much that's going on with the server world, 
with the virtualization world, with the demand for you know power, and uh, Intel is there in a dominant way. Um, Hasbro, not my kind of company. They're down eight percent. Hasbro and Mattel, not my kind of company because we're not playing with Barbie anymore. More and more Xbox, more and one more Sony PlayStation. Maybe there'll be a, a you know retro run on these stocks at some point in time, but not for me. Not for me in any way, shape, or form. Elon Musk's big hole. His first tunnel is almost open or done. It'll open December 10th. I don't know what that means. He's trying to get high-speed transportation of moving cars 125 miles per hour under the tunnel. But I don't really know much about that. So we'll see. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I want to talk a little bit about Netflix. It's a little out of favor. It has a super high valuation. It's not something you should buy for your mother or grandmother, especially if you're going to see them at Christmas time. Because if it's a miss, it misses hard, and people get better. A friend of mine, his father is getting older, and uh, he's starting now to learn about his father's you know, debt issues or cash issues or pension issues, things along those lines. And uh, the son's surprised. And uh, the dad said to him, oh, I, I, you know, $100,000 in stocks is left. And he's probably 75, 76, so he can go any day now. So you want the money to dwindle down, but he could also spend the next 10, 15 years in a nursing home and there will be no money. So anyway, why did I even bring that up? <laughs> I started waxing a little poetic about the future of Netflix and how it's not for grandma stock kind of thing. Uh, traditional pay TV faces it, just a bleak, bleak future. I, I wrote down some notes over the weekend because I'm, I'm moving more towards that direction uh, sometimes I'm, you know, uh, don't write it down and let go of the flow. Sometimes I'm writing it down, hit this idea or that idea. Nearly a third of consumers now say they don't subscribe to any kind of multi-channel pay TV service. Whoa. So this is all about the future of Netflix. A plurality of U.S. consumers say Netflix is the service they most frequently watch on their TVs, and it's significantly ahead of basic cable service. I... <laughs> These three things paint a very, very bad picture. Or it paints a picture of, like, okay, so what are we watching? Netflix, Hulu. Um, You can see where the investments are. I think they're right there. Next year, Disney's rolling out a paid TV service. And keep in mind, they own ABC. They own Disney. They own Pixar. They own the Marvel superhero shows and movies. A lot of things could come out of Disney next year, but it's already a pretty big company, you know, but competing with Netflix. So anyway, um, 19% of consumers are cord cutters, those who formerly had cable or satellite subscriptions, but have dropped it. Um, it's kind of empowering to do that, just so you know. You feel like you, you've, I'm not going to say grew up, but you feel something. Basic cable used to be the dominant form of watching TV, but no more. It's now Netflix. 
Um, 27% of consumers say that the video service they watch most on their television uh, is the streaming giant. So is Netflix a buy it at any price? No. But I do think it's important to take a look at. Um, I keep trying to figure out for my personal reasons because I like figuring out business models. And if we could figure out a business model, you could kind of run with it. How musicians make money. I keep coming back to that because streaming isn't that big. It's often thought of about the future of music and can provide artists with a nice source of income. But it isn't nearly as lucrative for artists as other revenue streams. You know, most artists make money now touring, selling merchandise, licensing their music for things like commercials, movies. Man, if you can get a car commercial, run away, run away, the Renegade song. Ah, and every time I think of it, I think of horrible car commercial. I hate myself for being marketed to. I don't know if you ever beat yourself up, but I certainly do. So, yeah, uh, merchandise is in licensing. So, you're like, well, um, there's a company Whoa. that does a lot of commercials. There's a company that does a lot of commercials on radio and television, so I should be very careful how I say this. But Casper Mattress just introduced a dog bed. Okay, you, you heard about Casper. You could be moving to a new city. They'll deliver it in a box. They've got a great, great, great story, right? Um, and I just got a puppy recently, and it's cute. And I was like looking, and I was thinking, uh, then I was like, Casper says we've spent years doing the technology, and it's a perfect bed. And we went through over a hundred prototypes, and I'm kind of buying the hype. I'm like, kind of like my puppy will like kind of a, a nice bed, right? And then I saw the price, two hundred dollars. I'm like, oh no, 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 no. Oh, I'll throw a puppy on a bearskin rug. I'll go shoot a bear before I put it on a $200 mattress. And if you know anything about me, I will never, ever shoot a bear. Some of my best friends are bears. They live in San Francisco. They walk the streets at night. Anyhow, changing topics. Um, I don't know how your weekend was. Mine was a little bit off. And keep, people keep asking me pretty aggressively about investing in marijuana stocks. And I'm not against it. It's a great story, and there's going to be a lot of money that flows that way. Um, I would just be a little cautious on like some of the more speculative ones. I think there's some reality to you know start focusing on in that world if you can. Can you stay away from 20 stocks? If you take a look at some of the research out there, 20 stocks are going to be heavily hit by U.S. and China trade wars. And one of them is Apple. And Avery Dennison, which does building materials. Agilent, Tech- Agilent Technologies, it's a big healthcare company. Corning, they do a lot of glass that goes on to um, iPhones, right? The Gorilla Glass and stuff like that. Um, Intel, obviously, it would be a big play, Xilinx. But as you go through this list, it's like, do you really want to sell these or do you want to use it as a blip? Because. There's already been a pullback. Maybe it's already priced in. A lot of people think Wall Street is a discounting mechanism looking six months into the future. Um, I kind of mostly agree with that. Uh, so the trade war six months from now has already pulled Intel off of its highs, Apple off of its highs. Uh, do we expect it to get better or worse over time, especially six months out, knowing that the elections are, wow, three weeks away? And then we're two or three weeks away from Thanksgiving in Turkey and uh, getting fat. And then 
30 odd days till Christmas after that. Are you ready? One of the companies that I like a lot as an investor, because I got a couple kids and life's been good to me. And I'm like, okay, both of them have iPads, but neither, neither have a data plan, right? I'm like, maybe I'm going to do data plan soon. And Verizon just, you know, it, they just seem pretty well positioned. You know, when they go from 4G to 5G, you think they're going to cut their, their costs? They're going to cut their technology costs, but are they going to increase the cost of their service? I bet they do. Verizon is mostly a phone company, very different than AT&T. AT&T has a lot of fingers into television, advertising, box office performance now with the takeover of Time Warner. I like Verizon as a pure, clean play on broadband services for homes. You know, overall, people think wireless is the key going forward still, whether it be your watch or your iPad or your TV or your phone. Good news right now is that the price wars have abated for a company like Verizon. The perks offered to buyers of Apple's latest iPhones are unremarkable. Remember when you'd get that free phone or a free upgrade or fifth buy one, get one? And uh, Apple kind of had them where they wanted them. So wireless is going to be key. And um, I, I think Verizon's pretty pretty clean if you wanted to play an upgrade to technology cycle into 5G. Verizon recently launched fixed residential broadband services in four markets. And it's too early to see if that's going to help or hurt. But... Watch for customer response on wanting more services. With 5G, Verizon can pump a lot of things into your home. And I once thought it was silly. Someone said, I want to lose all the wires in my house. I'm like, don't lose all the wires. And I don't like looking at wires was the response. I was like, wow. We, we're going towards minimalists. And uh, I think that's interesting of note. 800-516-1220 calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. Money invested in more. The whole Saudi Arabia thing right now, I'm trying to ignore. I will commit to finding out a little bit more and how it ties towards the U.S. economy. And how do we play President Trump's response to this and how does Wall Street play it? There is a lot of money that Saudi Arabia spends in the United States for our our military plans. And uh, I, I don't know if we're moving in that direction. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Interesting, one of the companies I was talking about earlier, or one of the trends, was be careful investing in marijuana stocks right now. They had a big surge. There's going to be winners and losers is the best way of saying it. All right, all right. And you you can figure out your own risk level. It's a story stock, right? But Aurora Cannabis is going to begin trading on the New York Stock Exchange under the ticker symbol ACB. Shares down 10%. And you're like, okay, Why? Why is that? Like, what's going on here? So Aurora Cannabis grows cannabis for both the adult and medicinal market. It's seen its market capitalization explode by 150% since August. So you're talking about going from $2 billion to roughly $10 billion. Um, That's not right. My math's off there. Um, but it's all in the legalization of, you know, green rush instead of a gold rush. Constellation Brands announced it was investing $4 billion into Aurora's rival Canopy. Do you go with Constellations? Do you go with Canopy? Like, be careful with the story stock investing, but know your risks, too. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money investing and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. 
Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. There's a couple things I can teach you is sometimes it's not about how much you make. It's how much do you pay in taxes. Sometimes it's how many mistakes to avoid. It's not really about opportunities lost unless the one thing you did was you never started. I think it's okay to get market returns. I think it's great to get market returns. I don't think you have to say, I'm going to go above the market. I don't think you have to say, I want to be real more conservative than the market because the market is the market. And historically, it's done well, seven out of ten years. And if you look at it, it's the teeter-totter going from the bottom left of your TV, slowly, slowly rising, going higher and higher. It's crawling towards that, that top right of your TV, across the screen, it's making a straight line that uh, has a 16, 17, 18% uh, angle at times. And then it, it cracks and it gets larger and it gets smaller, but it's creeping higher. It's interesting when you have a chart of the markets from the last 100 years, you don't even see things at times like World War One, World War Two, the Korean War. You don't see them because over time it's been that slow crawl from the lower left of your screen to the you know, middle, upper, right of your right side of the screen. And a lot of people fight it, and a lot of people, you know, try to impress you with their knowledge base and try to get you as clients. Um, I've, you know, the amount of people I've run into in this industry who are, are creative thinkers, very few and far between. The amount of people who sell product, pretty dominant. So, cautious. So try to avoid mistakes in retirement. Um, try to m- avoid mistakes in life, not having a budget. I know it stinks because it's so not sexy. Um, and I know some retirees who go like to the horse racetrack and stuff, and they sit there and they have free sodas all day, and they, they bet on the horses, and they talk to other guys. And I, I know that you can have like a budget on you know your entertainment. Um, I know you have to focus on that just as importantly because. I've, I've got some family members who are older who started giving money away very too much so too soon, seeing that they don't know how long their health is going to last or when does it kick out. I, I know the finances, and they gave away money too soon. So another mistake that people can make, especially on retirement, is relying too much on Social Security. Most people assume that they don't need much for retirement savings because they've heard about Social Security. Social Security will only pay about 40% of your earnings, um, your, basically your pre-retirement income. And that, that may not even be true because you, you know, the more you make, the more you get addicted to that. And that doesn't necessarily play out in higher payout in any way, shape, or form in retirement. It does. The more money you make than paying the Social Security to get to higher tiers. But you ain't going to make up you know $500,000 in retirement, per se, with 40% covered. But working longer ends up boosting your Social Security benefits as well. And it's something a lot of people have to think about. But I know people get panicked and they're like, what if I die? I, need, I could use that money now. You know, maybe I can go on a nice vacation. So you've got to be very careful about when you take your benefits. And buying long-term care. Um, I have no doubt I have enough money to cover my loved one until she dies in long-term care. I have no doubt that I'll probably be dead in 8 to 10 years. So I don't think I'm going to need the long-term care. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I know you're saying, why do you think you're going to be dead in 8 to 10 years? That's kind of interesting. I just do. And it has nothing to do with the psychic. 
I'm not my dad. But my dad kicked over at 58 after battling um, a heart attack and um, cancer. So cancer was what got him for sure. But um, I guess he never had a second heart attack, which is good. I wonder how many people have second heart attacks. Anyhow, um, where I'm digressing, you know, one of the stocks I really like over the long term, and it, it's counterintuitive. It's McDonald's. And it's just their stock performance versus the Dow Jones Industrial Average and SP 500. Sometimes over one year, two years, it's 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 about the same. But if you look at how McDonald's has done in the last 15 years, and I go through cycles now where I'm like, oh, I would really like a McDonald's shake, even though I know it's like not real ice cream and that bothers me. But I don't really think their nuggets are real chicken either. So I think there's something else going on in there. But McDonald's thumps the Dow Jones Industrial Average over 15 years and the S&P 500. Um, so it's done really well. And again, over the last 10 years, pretty good. It's beaten both of them pretty nicely. Over the last five years, yes. And what I'm trying to say is one of the things when you look at mutual funds or index funds or stocks, take a look at a 15-year period if your time horizon is 15 years. If your time horizon is I want to be out of it in a year, take a look at the last year. See how it's done. If you had bought it, you know, at three different times last year, how would you have done? Was there a big difference? How do you feel about that? Is it seasonal? So you have to become a stock detective, and someone owns that trademark. Stock detective. I've got my eye on your stocks. Someone owns that. I know. I know. You're saying that's pretty darn lame. And I'm like, yes, it it is. Um, There's not a lot of big stories out there right now, in case you can't tell. So... Just throwing that at you. Uh, we could take a look at the markets. So anyway, I do like McDonald's, and again, I want to. One of the things that I want to say about that is I also like the S and P five hundred. They, they're very different type of ideas for different type of investments and investors. So I think that's something that. Um, what are you trying to get? That's one of the most difficult parts about the show is I can help you with financial planning. I can help you with estate planning, or at least ideas, right? Um, I'm not saying that I'm a financial planner in no way, shape, or form, but you get the idea. I can help you on those ideas, uh, why you need it, you know, what the benefits are. Anyhow, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I'm Rob Black. You can always find me online at Rob Black Show. Got a big seminar coming up next month. Um, but you can sign up at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Use code RADIO25.